0: Welcome to episode 4.1 of Balancing (laughs) Chaos, because we're still new to the podcast game and hit pause and forgot to hit unpause, but it's totally
1: cool. So this is Gretchen. This is Kelly. We've been just talking to each other for 20 minutes without recording. Which is totally
0: fine, and it's awesome, because we're just warmed up, and so we are going to hit the ground running. So what we're talking about is... HGTV effect and how it impacts our lives and how you have have to find that balance between being content with what you have and striving for what you want which is sort of like an overarching theme for us in general so I live in a thousand square foot house it has one full bathroom upstairs and it has a half creepy bathroom in the basement that nobody likes to use (laughs) but everybody is glad to have when they actually do need to use it and so I always I have like Excel spreadsheets of if I ever do the kitchen, this is what I'm going to do, and this is what I'm going to have. And Kelly has upgrade when she moved back here, she upgraded in size. Yeah,
1: her we house. yeah we had a 1,000 square foot house in our in Falmouth where we lived before, and it was not an updated house. It was seven or eight feet from a main highway road. I mean, it wasn't our wasn't it was like a Route 100, so it's right. busy, right. and it was nothing special but so when we moved home because home prices are much cheaper up here um or much less expensive i should say we were so excited to get our what, our forever home this would be our third house and we were moving back home so we looked at 56 houses and we wanted all the things that you're you want i'm sure right. that we always talk about in this neighborhood you know master suite um two and a half baths attached garage open concept and it was ridiculous. We looked at all these houses. They had it. They had everything we wanted. But I don't know. Something was missing. And we, our real estate agent, finally, she wanted to fire us. But <laughs> we ended up with this house because um, I just walked in and totally fell in love with it. And it doesn't have any of those things. It doesn't. What?
0: You have a two-car garage. It's not attached. But you have yeah, a two-car garage.
1: But it, the cars barely fit. But okay. they do fit. But you're right, yeah, and it's not attached. I mean, we are very lucky, especially in within the neighborhood. So and so we live in Maine and in our city and our neighborhood
0: especially. It's very old housing stock and very dense neighborhoods. So when when I watch H E T V and House Hunters and stuff, I'm always like, eh, whoa, look at you with your four bedroom, two and a half bath, two car two car or the three car garage with, mm-hmm. for like the golf cart, you know? Mm-hmm. And we need room for a pool, we need all this and And our neighborhood, which is the best neighborhood in town. (laughs)
1: Little City is going to come after you for that one.
0: (laughs) I didn't name them. but, um, But our neighborhood is like one of the sought after neighborhoods. And so I, you don't, you don't, you might find a one car garage. It might be a one car shed that's like at the back of your lot. You very rarely find, I can think of probably like four houses that have two car attached garages in our neighborhood. Mm. And like in the not in the new development area, but in our the old neighborhood. So Kelly has a two car garage, which is like shangri-la for people who are looking <laughs> around here to have a two car, even if it's tight, you have it.
1: Well, it's funny because I grew up, I lived in Bangor, but we grew. I moved to Orington in fifth grade, and we had my grandparents owned a hundred acres, and the the neighbors owned a hundred, so essentially it was two hundred acres. Right. So. Here though we have so we have point three, <laughs> and everybody who comes to our house for the first time who walks d- outside, whoa, you guys have a big yard, and it's so funny because for the you know the neighborhood we live in, it is a big yard, but it's so tiny. But you well, see, look I at things the woods a I grew lot differently. Surrounded
0: by woods, and I see the same. And th- I have the same thing. Actually, one of the things I liked about my yard was that it's like a quarter acre, and it's a double lot. And there's all these and there were more old trees. We've lost them over the years, but a lot of old trees and bushes and shrubbery. And it felt very private and very woodsy, even though it is like literally, I don't even know, 500 yards from the interstate. If I measured it, but because of all the trees and the streets in between us, it doesn't feel like I live that close to the interstate. But I'm close to everything. So that growing up, my parents built our house. When I was a kid, they built the basement and they put a roof on it, and that's when I was born. And we lived in the basement for a few years, and then they used that as collateral to build the upstairs. The this above, is exactly what my roof. parents
1: did. Really? They built one floor, and I had to share. I was I was ten, and I had to share a room with my baby brother, who was an infant. Yeah. And then we shared a room for two years. It was a tiny room, eight by eight or something yeah. like that. And then they saved money to build one room at a time so, upstairs.
0: So, and, and part of that is when I think about... So, I see all these HDV houses, and I have, like, Pinterest boards, and I have all these ideas of what I would do, and if someone handed me a check right now for $100,000, I would be like, turn around and hire a contractor and be like, okay, tear down the one-car garage, make it one that I can pull my car into, make a direct entry into my house. I want a laundry room. I want a bath with a four-foot walk-in shower. And I want my kitchen redone and I could spend it in a minute and have hand him the parts list of like here's the things like I daydream about it all the time and I
1: so I know which HGTV shopper. shows do you watch
0: um I will watch, I watch House Hunters, like some people put on the radio, like I'll just kind of like turn it on if I'm home and like working and something and I'll just look up and you only need the last two minutes of know, House Hunters. I know, I do agree. They, they hit you with the highlights, oh here's the house, and I always like to try to guess which one they're going to get, which is usually pretty easy because it's the empty one because they've already bought the house. But House Hunters was here and we were so yes. excited when they came to Bangor and now I sometimes see some of the listings that they looked at, I've actually seen like there's I just saw one recently. But I I look at the listings. I get emailed listings every day for houses in this area. Yeah. But the thing that I never act on... So we've lived in our house for 14 years. So our we have a really low balance on our mortgage at this point. And I still would like a bigger house. But by the time I would feel comfortable enough to buy a bigger house,
1: my kids are going to be on their way out. Okay. So I think this is a really good point. Because you... Need all the space where your kids are growing, but really it's a short window of time. And every space, I feel like you need different space. Like when we moved into this house, we really wanted to open concepts so we could see the kids play while we're making dinner, because that was such <laughs> a pain. You're you're trying to make dinner, you're right. and you've got you know babies, right. that you don't want them to kill themselves, and you need to be you want sight lines. But see, I think once they get bigger, we're gonna want privacy. Yeah, you are. You know, you will. And then all of a sudden they're gone, and then you have these this massive house. So I actually think you're, it's really smart because I heard I, we, Gretchen and I were at a meeting and I loved this so much because, okay, so one of the things is that in our neighborhood, we constantly are talking about if a house goes up for sale, ooh, we'd like to have that one or dream about the one we want. But so Gretchen was at, we were at this meeting and Gretchen said to the people at the meeting, well, we live in a house that's probably too small for us because I want my kids to live in an area where they can ride their bikes to their friends house mm-hmm. where it's a tight knit community and so we take the sacrifice cuz we could move to the I other-
0: could, we could yep. move out to the suburbs yeah. and have have that HDTV house. Yeah. We could have a horse if we wanted. I never <laughs> want a horse. I actually hate horses. But we could have I mean we could have everything we wanted if we wanted to move out of town and live isolated but I talked to I was talking to somebody who lives in one of those towns and She was like, yeah, I've lived there for 10 years and I don't even know who my neighbors are. Yeah. Because they live in these big lots and I love my neighborhood. I have this quiet street. I love that I know my neighbors and my neighbors know my kid. Like if there's an emergency. So last night we had book club and Kelly couldn't make it. But I my girls are older. So I said, well, and I was going to be we had to leave before Dave was going to be home. But I was like, whatever. They're old enough. I can leave them for times like that. And if anything ever happened. They could go to any house on our street, mm-hmm. and everyone knows who they are. They know where they belong. They would help them. My girls know them enough to ask them for help. They know they're safe people. They know they're all that. But they ride their bikes in the street, and they walk back and forth to school. And, I, and I've and i even actually said that to my older daughter. I've said, we could have a fancy house easily if mm-hmm. we wanted to move to another town. Right. And would you rather live in another town, or would you rather have a little house and be close to all of your friends. And she was like, oh, now I want a little house. And so now I've kind of shifted my plans. If I was buying it, it when you bought your house, though, your kids were still like before they even started school. So yeah. it's very smart. Like, I, I think it's great. But now that my kids are older and like on the downhill side, Ingrid's on the downhill side of her public education. She'll be gone as long as she's been in. So yeah. uh, I've shifted it to thinking more about aging in place mm-hmm. and like, what would we need to do? to just stay here long term. And I've kind of taken the girls out of the equation on that one. Like, well, you're gonna gonna be gone before I know it and you're gonna have your own families and your own life and your own whatever. And you know, so what would we need? So mine is that when I say like the garage, the first floor, I'm like, if we are old, I don't wanna have to shovel off our cars. I don't wanna have to climb the stairs up and down to do laundry and to, and I wanna have a first floor bathroom as my parents get older too. We don't have a first floor bedroom, but I'm like, if we did that in the next three to five years, then by the time we actually needed a first floor bedroom, we'd be much farther along. We could add that on too if we wanted to stay there, or we say, no, nope, we're good. Let's sell this. But I mean, we'd add a ton of value to our house and make it a little bit more functional. But like my dining room, which was in the part we recorded that you didn't record, was that I didn't record. Yeah, so I was I was say, like, don't I was blame me. Kelly. <laughs> I, was I didn't record. So she doesn't my dining room recording. Room is I think it's 10 by 12 is the measurement. It has my sewing table. It has a big shelf with a printer on it. It has a big shelf with a fish tank on it. It has a corner that has these carts from these Ikea, the Ikea carts that have our cereals and snacks on because we don't have enough cupboard space. We have literally one cupboard that we can put food in in our kitchen because it's just sort of a an awkward layout. And so this one room does so much. And I would love to, exp- I would love to find a place to, divide up some of those things. But Dave is very much like, you know, we're going to miss this and this is going to be gone. We're not going to have the bag of Legos forever. We're not going to have the art supply. Well, I'll probably have the art supplies for a long time because I like using them too. But we're talking about working on our basement to make it more functional and moving my sewing stuff down there. So the room, we're recording in Kelly's basement now. And I literally walked in and was like, like, I, I totally assigned a place for all of my sewing stuff in this room. Like, oh, yeah, I could totally, like, have, like, a cutting station right there. And I could put my sewing machine right here. It'd be so, like, quiet and cozy to come down here and sew. So I'm always looking for ways to try to maximize what we have because I don't want to give up where we live.
1: Yeah, I think that's part of the challenge with society right now. And maybe, I don't, maybe it is the HGTV effect is that people tend to stretch themselves beyond their comfortable mortgage payment. We saw it in 2008 with the housing bubble. Oh, yeah. You know, people were way outstretched with their mortgage and this this constant pressure to have more and have all the space, but reality is that you you usually congregate in one area regardless of how much space you have. It's mm-hmm. always a joke in this house when we have people over. We'll end up being it will end up in the smallest room in the house. <laughs> Everyone's shoved in there and our kids have a playroom upstairs. We have the, in we've had multiple additions on this house. So yeah. there's a room you have to walk through another room. Well, the front of that room that to their bedroom is a playroom. They never play in there. Yeah. All their toys are down here and you see them all over my living room. So I wonder too like We might have just gone too far with our expectations on house size.
0: Think about, when I think about it, so I think about every house that was my, every house of my friends when I was growing up, literally none of them, including my own, would be an HGTV-worthy house. None of them. Well, have you seen
1: a house today that would be HGTV-worthy? Because I can't think, well, I I shouldn't say that because, I mean...
0: Your kitchen's pretty HD. A- Your whole A-
1: new A- pretty and e- H. A&M properties. Yes. And if anyone's checked out that, that's, like, beyond. That should be on HGTV beyond.
0: <laughs> well, and they are, but they're beautiful, and that's... Yeah. But we also only see them in the listing phase, and we don't see them in the... Living. My kids been throwing up all night. Yeah. And I have dirty dishes phase. Mm-hmm. You know, things like that. So you don't see that lived in. But when I think of, like, I think of one of my friend's houses, and I think of it now, and I'm like, well, I don't understand why they set it up this way, but they had this tiny kitchen... Like my size, and they ha- they had a round table in the middle of it, and that's where they ate all their meals. And then they had a den, which I think probably should have been the the dining room. Like, well, I think it was a, it was a cape. Like, I think in it, like it, right now, it would be com- they would tear down the wall and make it an open concept dining room. So you're
1: redesigning your childhood friend's home right now, right?
0: But then they had this other <laughs> living room that no one was allowed in. But this is the thing: they had a whole room that was like nice furniture and white. I can picture it in my head: like had the nicest furniture and had white lamps. I once in a while I would see her mom in there reading a book but no one ever sat in there I never sat in there it was almost like spooky like you when you went up the stairs you looked down into it and it was almost like why is this room here and then like her brother had the first floor bedroom and then there was a bathroom and then upstairs there were two bedrooms her parents and hers and a ba- bedroom in the middle and that made more sense but when I think about that first floor I'm like why didn't you make that unused room your den and living room and actually be able to like Eat dinner without touching people all at the same time.
1: Yeah. So I, I, it. When we moved to this neighborhood, the, um, the our neighbor across the street, he actually sold the house. He's a real estate agent. And James and I didn't understand the neighborhood at all when we moved in. We just liked the house, right? And we we heard it was a good neighborhood, but it was really the house that sold it and the walkability. I wanted. We'd been living in these areas that were completely unwalkable. We'd have to put the kids in the car, drive 20 minutes to go to a place to take a walk. And I just, I hated the thought of growing my kids up like that. Right. So it's very walkable. Of course, we live, with you can throw a ball to the park how close we are to oh, it. Yeah. So we didn't realize everything we had. And we were talking to him. We would lived here about a week. And we were talking to him about houses we'd like to move to within the block. And he looked at us like we were crazy. And he said it doesn't matter what house you live in in this neighborhood. They're all awesome. And I was like, what is wrong with you? That's not true. But he's right. It's, there's the effect of the community that I don't think we promote enough, not only on HGTV, but just in general. It's, you know, when we moved here, there was a string of burglaries and a couple shootings, not in our neighborhood. Right. But.
0: Well, those were in the, Like, the, sh- the shootings
1: were like drug related. Well, no, and the burglary was too. Right. It was all drug related. But people. So, as soon as we moved in, we were linked up with a community um, email group and a Facebook page. And so I immediately knew everything that was going on. And so, as the burglaries were happening, of course, we were all stressed. It was a little uneasy. But at the same time, so people were getting angry in the thread. Like, I want to move. I've lived here 30 years. Nothing like this. Bangor's going down the tubes. But it's not true. This is a, first of all, this is a national heroin epidemic. Move anywhere and you're right, going to have the right. same problem. But what I wanted to always say to people is this is so cool that you're talking about it. Yeah. Because you are watching.
0: Yeah. Sure. And people, I remember, so one of the things, and I'm, I'm on the Facebook group and I started it. <laughs> but but I started it. I had started it, and I hadn't activated it until the burglars happened. And we actually, he came to our house, and he didn't get in because we locked our stuff. Mm-hmm. And at people, so we live in a neighborhood where people insist they shouldn't have to lock their cars, which sit outside because no one has a garage. And they shouldn't have to lock their car doors at night, that they people should just leave them alone. It's terrible. And I'm thinking, my... Then I went to visit my sister out west. She lives in Denver. And she picked me up from the airport, and we went to her house to drop off some groceries or something. And... Oh, no. She came here from Denver, went to my house to drop off groceries. And I went into my house, and she stops. And, and, like, my house, you park, you take four steps, and there's stairs into the house. And she's like, you're not going to lock your car? And I'm like, Kate, it's 4 o'clock in the afternoon on a Thursday. (laughs) And it's... No, I'm not going to... Like... So she's coming from Denver where you wouldn't walk three feet away from your car without locking it just in case. Right. And here people are wanting to leave them and not just leave them unlocked, but leave them unlocked and filled with, somebody stole my purse and my laptop and my iPhone. (laughs) Why was all of that in your car to begin with? Right. Like, what was, what, what were you thinking? And I've, and I've had, and they go around, they check handles. I've had my wallet taken from my car because it was this one night I totally was Switching coats and forgot I'd left it in there. And it was also one night that I didn't lock my car. And it was a huge pain. But it was also my fault
1: because I should have known to lock my car. But it does it does speak. To, I know you, Gretchen, gets really what? She gets <laughs> really wound up about this topic. But to me, I kind of was seeing it right through the middle as I can understand why these people are all wound up. I mean, you live in right. this. I was kind of, when I moved back home. I was thinking, what has happened to the city? Although this stuff was happening in Portland, right. it's just that I was much less connected to it because I wasn't in a community at all. I didn't you know didn't my name. I didn't know yeah. about it. It was definitely happening. I mean, their population is twice as much as ours. I mean, they and if you look at their data, they have their drug uh, epidemic oh, yeah. is just as bad as ours. Oh, yeah. But anyhow, but what I loved is that there are these people who believe that they shouldn't have to lock their car. Because they've never had to, which is such a wonderful thing, really. Like that's the kind of community we live in. And at this, and the and the, on the other hand, people are talking about it. So every time there was a break in, I mean, I remember one time, someone someone did get their car window smashed because there was a purse. Remember that? Yeah. But it was two a.m. and this person is sending messages to the group thread. Someone just smashed into my w- car window, and I'm calling the police. Like it was like in real time action, and I happen to be awake, and I got it. So. <laughs> that's how connected we are and I think that is actually m- worth more than having two car garage attached with right. you know a master suite that you don't hit your knee on your bed every time you try to turn your fan <laughs> on and these things this that a we problem that happens Kelly yes it happens and we have you know we complain about these old houses but we have this other effect that is immeasurable and you can't even put a cost to it because it's so nice to live in this community and like when your daughter started walking to school and we she seems so young to be walking to school we have neighborhood schools and it's not it's what a mile? It's a mile yeah yeah it's close and she's in 6th grade but I just couldn't imagine it and so Gretchen's like it's okay because everyone knows all the kids so then I even made it a point to start knowing the, the kids. the creepy person knowing <laughs> all the kids so some of the, most of the kids do get really well and they're just like oh hi I'm George, I won't say any kids' names just to keep their protect their identity, I guess. But this one kid, he answered all my questions, and then he ran as fast <laughs> as he could away from me. He was like, "I'm just trying to watch over you, kid."
0: But see that, and that's part of it, though, is that I I have also taught my kids to recognize their neighbors in general. So, and like, so when she started walking to school, the neighborhood school is fine. Like, I didn't worry about that too much, but I did say, "You know this house, you know this house." Like there's a hair salon. If you're ever in, feel like you're in an emergency, go to any of those people and they will help you. Yeah. And if you ever feel like you need to go in there, if you went in there and said, I really would like to just sit here for a minute and call my mom, they will let you do that. Mm-hmm. They're not going to turn you away. But I've also had her, um, I'll give her money and be like, oh, can you stop and get some dessert on the way home and have her stop into this bakery so that she has to go in and interact with them. And but just so, and so that she gets seen and she gets that comfort of going into those businesses so that if there ever was an emergency, she's like, no, I know that they're safe. And then we talk about it. And this all comes from like my favorite book about children's safety, which is called Protecting the Gift by Gavin De Becker. It's so good. And I'll have a link to that in the show notes. But it's all about building up kids intuition. And so that they do, she would, she would might be shy because she's shy. And if she didn't know you, though, she'd probably be like, Okay, this is like a decent person. This is safe. This is fine. And she walks back and forth and has gotten even better at being around. To, I remember one time I was shopping and looking at books and this like grandmotherly type was next to me looking at the kids' books. I could see her looking between two. So I said, oh, how, how old are you shopping for? And so should we started a conversation. I said, oh, you know, this one is great for that age. If he doesn't already have it, he'd love it. And we walked away. And he was like, how do you talk to strangers like that? How can you just talk to a stranger? And I was like, but it was somebody who I didn't feel threatened by them. I could tell that they were trying to decide. I had some information that could help them because I always have information that I can help people. <laughs> well, you know, that's why you've got to do your book. I know. i got to do my book. You've got to do so, your but, book. So, And so I was explaining to her. I said, you know, I said, did you find that person creepy? Like, you know, no. Yep. And I said, so exactly. So I felt safe to talk to her. If it was somebody that I felt was standing too close or acting strange, I might walk away and be like, I don't want to talk to that person. But it's all about letting kids learn to trust their intuition and build their courage and, and all of that. So, so uh, you know, I want the neighbors to know who she is. When they were a little, we'd go trick or treating on our street and I would go and be like, trick or treat. Yeah. Hi. She lives right down the street. She belongs in that <laughs> house. Just so you know, what's your name? Okay, nice. Nice to meet you. And I could kind of get a vibe from the people in the house. Like, yeah. are you, like, you and there's some that are like, we yeah. go by the
1: house. Right, <laughs> right, know? yeah.
0: But then everybody knew who she was. And at our neighborhood Innovative, innovative Neighborhoods meeting, I had a couple of people who stopped and like, oh, your girls are getting so big. I could not even today tell you their name. But they walk their dogs by our house every day. So they see us out in the yard. They see my kids riding their bikes on the street. They know who they are. And I'm like, you know, if they saw my kid take a digger on their bike and I wasn't home or there was an emergency they would stop and help and they would be like I you know I know where you live (laughs) what how can I help you or they would figure out you know you have your mom's number like I'm totally confident that they would stop and help and make sure that everything was okay or if they saw a weird situation that they would intervene and I feel like I would like if you saw a kid yeah be like um hello excuse me hi
1: well and the school is the same way yeah. This school, it's so funny because um, Cameron last week had a friend over from his class. And she, this girl is so cute. And she <laughs> has the curls, which I love. And I was trying to girl? play with her hair. I was like, would you let me do your hair? And my husband's like, Kelly, she came to play with Cameron, not you. <laughs> and so, but she's so cute and she's just the sweetest. So I was telling my friends who don't live around here um, that Cameron has a new girl. A new friend who was a girl who came over to play and they were like oh is her mom there and I go oh oh no she got off the bus and there so my friend she said that's that's weird that they seem way too young for that and do you know the parents I was like well yeah I kind of do know the mom and she thought this whole thing was so weird but the reality is it's such a tight-knit community I maybe haven't hung out with her mother but her mother teaches at the school. It's very... Everyone at the school call. knows each other. Yeah. And she, I'm sure... And she's friends with our other friend. And so I'm sure she knows everything about us. It's you, totally... It's you, such a... It tight community. such a small community. world.
0: Even if you didn't know her, you'd know someone who does know her. And right. And you could call and be like, hey, what's the... Right. What's the 411 on this kid? Is she cool? You
1: know? Right. And it really wasn't even about her. It was probably more about her parents trusting us. Right. You know? But right. we're... I mean, of course... They should totally trust us. I mean, you send your daughter to our house.
0: Actually, actually I, send, uh, I send a lot of people's daughters to your house. Like just don't want to stop there. They're real good. They got a ton of Playmobil, uh, which is, by the way, what she's asked for, is all the Playmobil I can get is apparently what is on her Christmas list. Oh, yeah, and this is... Like, not anything specific, just I would like a wealth of Playmobil. Yeah. I just want as much Playmobil as I can hold, as this tiny house can handle... But one of the things I love about HGTV that cracks me up is the whole tiny house movement, which my sister actually lived in. Oh, a bus. I
1: hate watch that show. I,
0: yeah. I hate watch that but, show. But here's why Here's why I don't like it. So first of all, okay, this will never make sense. I would love to have a little tiny house in the backyard for, like, me. Like, as a fort for me yeah. with a sewing room. And yeah. That's called an escape. But my sister did live in a bus at one point.
1: Was with she her, with single? Her ex.
0: No, she, with her boyfriend, who they broke up. Yeah, but
1: they didn't have three kids and a dog, like some of these people. No, they had
0: a... I think there might have been a dog, actually. I forget. But it was like a little tiny bus and a little Airstream, and that's where she lived for several years until she had to have back surgery. She made him move into an apartment. But anyway, the thing about tiny houses is that people in rural Maine have been living in tiny houses for generations, but we call them trailers. True. Yeah. And nobody <laughs> celebrates them. Nobody's mm. like, oh, I want to save money. So I'm going to. No, so it's always like, I'm going to. And so it cracks me up because I'm like, well, I really want to save money and I want it to be portable. So I'm going to spend $100,000 yes! on this barely towable granite and stainless yes. and teak tiny house. Yeah. Instead of being like, I can get a nice used mobile home for $40,000 and be good with it. So, but nobody talks about mobile homes as, there's no, like, trailer hunters. There's RV hunters, and there's, like, cabin hunters, and there's tiny house hunters, but there's no, you know what, and and then they'll be like, oh, I built a tiny house, I'm going to put in my parents' land. That's why every, like, yeah. half the mobile homes in Maine are sitting on their parents' land.
1: Well, and I know? watched this one when it was a young 20s, and she did the same thing. She built, but paid way too much for a tiny house, which w- who knows how long these even hold up right? and put it in her parents' land. But she had a bedroom inside the house that was bigger than the tiny house. It makes no sense. And it's funny be- that, that you say that. That is a
0: princess's, yeah. a, ti- a spoiled 22-year-old princess's special play fort is all oh. that is.
1: <laughs> and I see some of these people with their three kids moving. In, and I'm not, listen, I'm all, this yeah. was also cut out when we cut yeah. out the thing, but James told me he listens to the podcast and then he corrects how I really feel about things. No, not, it's really not that bad. But he said that in one podcast, I said I'd, that old furniture didn't match with my modern style. And he said, the real issue is that I'm a minimalist. And so we got a lot of stuff that I integrated that it's kind of not in line with minimalism. Right. So there you go, James, I corrected that for you. But, um, where was I going with this minimalism? The I'm tiny houses t- with three kids. Yeah. The tiny <laughs> house with the three kids. I mean, they're so impractical. So they spent way too much for it in my book because I completely—you can get a trailer. Look, look on Craigslist. You can buy trailers for like five grand, three grand. Yeah. Some of them sell for. I mean, I know buy they're a, a little camper. Rickety. Buy an RV I, yeah, and travel and sell it. But people are spending sixty, hundred thousand on these tiny houses with their three kids, and it's just so impractical. It's totally impractical.
0: Yeah.
1: And like you said, the stigma around it. Because I actually, we moved to a trailer when I think it was in fifth grade. Maybe it was in fourth. I might have even been younger But anyways Even at that age I recognized it wasn't a cool place to be Right But I'd always tell people Yeah I live in the trailer park The nice one (laughs) There are It it, it it really is a nice one So
0: the idea of being content So the house that we live in now Is the first house that we bought And you know Likely to be the last house at this point And was the first house that Dave ever lived in Because he always grew up in apartments So the house that I grew up in is 2,000 square feet above grade, but then the first floor is 1,000 square feet, and it's all finished because it was their apartment before they built their house. So it's like this, you know, when we go, we stay in the basement, and there's a bedroom and, like, a living room and a bathroom, and it's wonderful.
1: It's like an apartment. It's like an apartment. Yeah.
0: So I grew up in a big house with a huge, oversized two-car garage in the middle of the woods, but in a small town with good neighbors. So kind of the best of both worlds, except for there's no jobs or future out there. <laughs> but but um, so it's a for minor me, detail. I'm living in a smaller house than I grew up in. And I'm like, oh, I wish we had this. When we were, grew up, my sister and I had, the second floor was just us. We was two bedrooms, a full bath. Like it was just ours. It was a disaster all of the time. Like, just... It was just a, an ocean of discarded clothes and scrunchies and Aquanet cans. It was just a mess. But my parents never had to see it because we were just upstairs and it was out of the way, whereas our girls are much closer. We're all on the same floor. We all have small rooms. But to him, this is the biggest house he's ever lived in. And he's like, I'm totally fine. Why are you... Like, we live in a house. Why do you want to change it all the time? Why do you want to... And I'm looking at it like, well, if we could just have it be a little bit more efficient... I." Also, my dad has warned him that Dave grew up with a single mom. He has older sisters, but they're a generation apart, so he didn't really grow up with them. My dad has warned him that two teenage girls and one full bathroom Mm. is seriously terrible math. So I'm hoping, so my goal is to do this first floor bathroom project in the next three to five years, because it would be, but that's the kind of thing that would serve us well beyond the time the girls left the house. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not something we're doing just because of the girls, but it would make sense. It would, it's, you know, if we ever had to sell, we would make it back and resale because that's a thing. That, another thing you don't find a lot in these neighborhoods is first floor bathrooms, period. Great. Yeah. So that seems like a, an, a practical change. And part of it, and the other thing too, is that when I think about it so much, I feel like having the time to think about what I want makes, when I finally am able to do what I want, it will be a much better Product because it's gonna I be know amazing. what I want, and we did our bathroom last in 2016, and I had spent so many years hating my bathroom and knowing exactly what I wanted that I love my bathroom now. Yeah, it's amazing, and it's light, and it's got a great tub, and it's clean, and it's bright, and I love everything about it.
1: And but it, I it spent took her time thinking about it. I don't know four months to pick out the door collar on her front door. Which it did would... take me a long time, but <laughs> I love it. It and is it so great. cute. It's the best color combo of any house I've seen. Yes, I know, because it's beautiful. And you I- also cost me a lot of extra money with your bathroom concerns because we oh. were just going to put in a toilet because we didn't have a 1st board bathroom either. But then Gretchen alerted me to this one shower thing, even though I don't have girls. But yep. it's a great point. So then we of course then we added a whole shower which led to one thing after another. So I'm broke <laughs> because of you.
0: I yeah, I just give everyone my good ideas and just let them spend the money and, but you know It's what? worth it
1: though. But it you came probably, out so great. And it looks awesome. And now that you have it, have you used it? Oh, I use it every day. Yeah. It's my own personal shower.
0: So now you have your own bathroom.
1: Yeah, it's, it's awesome. like your
0: tidy house bathroom, it's in your house and it's yours.
1: Yeah. <laughs> And it's a normal-sized house. I mean, my yeah. house costs as much as people spend on these tiny houses. Yeah,
0: exactly. I'm
1: glad we are on the same page about the tiny house show. Yeah. Ta- James and I used to just watch that show together. We had to stop watching because it, my heart rate went up. I would get so mad at these people. My
0: sister, so now my sister lives in a, I think it's 4,000 square foot house. She lives in a huge house now. And she actually said to me when I was out there this summer, she was like, you know, I did the math and there's more square footage in the landing in my staircase than I had when I lived in the bus. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and and I was just like, huh, great. <laughs> well, you know, whatever. My so my house is small, but it's the neighborhood that makes it. I don't want to leave my neighborhood. I will well I won't shovel off my Dave will shovel off my car for years because I don't mm. have a garage. But the idea is that if we ever do this project, it's like I think of the old Couple from up. We're gonna be able to drive into the garage, shuffle into the house, <laughs> wash our clothes. I don't
1: know where you'd put about ba- a a bedroom down there.
0: We'd have to add it on. But by the time we okay. would need one, we would be our house would be paid off, and we could be like, well, right. well, just we'll have we could have the money to just do like a small push out off the dining room. Your
1: house would be perfect for an old. See the problem with for an older couple because the problem for our house is you absolutely we could not age in place here. Yes. Where the heck would we put a bed? This is done, and we we did want a one-story house that we could live in forever. That's
0: you could totally you could do a you could totally set up the adjustable Craftmatic bed in that front living room.
1: So have it be a two for one room. Nah, that is true, but there's two you stairs. It's sunk in, so we then we'd have the stair issue.
0: Oh, just get a ramp. Roll <laughs> <laughs> yourself tuned. up there. You could make it, or you could, or you could even. The way the ceilings are though, I mean, I think even if you wanted to, you could even build it out if you had to. Like if you wanted to if mm, you That's true. if someone broke a leg, if one of you broke a leg right now, you would not have to relocate. You could stay in this house. You might have to set up a temporary sleeping space mm. back there or some like or on the not even the the sunken one, but the front living room. You know, you can yeah. just have someone camp out there for a while. You're right. Then. You could like this is much more and you have the and You have the lot size that you could adjust if you had to. That's true. So, and which is what I have. I can go back. I can't go side to side, but I can go back. So I figure by the time that we would actually need a first floor bedroom, our house is going to be paid off and we could just do it. Yeah. Or we'd say, let's sell the house now and buy a condo. I don't know. Yeah. Something like that.
1: Who knows what we'll do.
0: Yeah, exactly. Right now,
1: though, it's a great neighborhood and we love it.
0: And we love it. And so when you're watching these HGTV shows, just think back to every house you ever saw when you were a kid and how they looked and think about um, how they never talk about the neighborhood. Yeah. They never, say, talk about who they're moving in next to. And I feel like that makes a huge, huge difference.
1: And Living in a tight-knit community has completely changed my life Mm -hmm. for the better. Yeah. I mean, it's great. I know every single person on my street.
0: Yeah.
1: And and in other parts of the neighborhood, but specifically, the street. you know, walking. it's You can't even take a one-mile walk around here because you you will <laughs> stop, and see, stop and see someone. And I call it college. Even col- at, like, 5 in the morning, I run into yeah. you out and look. Great, I call it college for grown-ups because if you're bored, you can never be bored. You just walk outside. Someone will be out, and there can be an impromptu thing at any given point with your kids, yourself. I mean, we've had happy hour before. Impromptu in the back of Alyssa. Yeah. I mean, we every day it's it's the best, and I mean, that is immeasurable. That's you can't put a cost to that, right? And so, but some people, you know, they're not into my like my dad and my brother, they would they would hate this level of con- human right. connection, right? It would literally drop. So, if you're listening and it's not you, I totally get it.
0: <laughs> we know those people, too. I
1: know, yeah. So,
0: uh, do you have a favorite thing today, Kelly?
1: Okay, so you may. You may laugh. I don't know. We've never talked about this before. but So I had a lot of stuff I needed to sell. Okay. Or get rid of. But we had bought, like I said, we'd owned two houses in the past. And we'd done a lot of Craigslist selling. And James always dealt with it because he didn't have a job outside the house. And every day (laughs) I'd come home from work and it would be craigslist drama i mean and if i was actually a witty person i could probably tell a funny story right now about the stories he would have but he would have the craziest stories and interactions so we got so i i couldn't handle it anymore i was like you know what james from now on just give any everything everything we're giving away so we haven't sold anything and we didn't sell anything at the Falmouth House. So it's probably been three to four years since we've, like, tried to sell something. But we just had so much. Right. And it's, some stuff was kind of more valuable. So I'm like, oh, eh, okay. So I've been debating, how am I going to sell this? Am I going to have a yard sale? Oh, my gosh. I don't want to have a yard sale. like so much work. So finally, I just got so sick of it because it was waking me up every night. And um, we, I posted it on Facebook Marketplace. Yeah. I started posting at 3 o'clock in the afternoon on Saturday, and I finished posting at 9 p.m., and by Sunday, everything was gone.
0: Awesome. It is amazing. I love... I haven't yet bought anything from Facebook Marketplace, but I'm looking... I'm actually looking for... And I'm very particular and very specific on what I need for that pantry shelf I want to do in the Oh, right. Room. Yeah. So, but I keep looking and keep, and I'm always looking. But the thing, one of the things I like about Facebook Marketplace is that if you are looking at something, a lot of times, especially in this area, you'll see, oh, you have two mutual friends. Yes. And you can be like, oh, well, those two people are totally psychos So I bet they are too. So I guess I won't. <laughs> <laughs> well, or, but just it gives you that level of, like, so actually Dave just bought wheels from a guy in New Hampshire off Craigslist this weekend and drove down to Portsmouth to pick them up and text me the guy's contact info and was like, here's where we're going to meet and here's this. And the guy was totally fine. We got the wheel. It was totally great. But then when he left, he's like, didn't get murdered.
1: All set. <laughs> Right.
0: So, he, like, but he doesn't know the last name, whereas with with Facebook, it can be a little bit more, oh, okay, you know someone I know, so therefore I feel a little bit more comfortable reaching out to you.
1: Well, I mean, we had people in the neighborhood who bought stuff and then we don't, my brother delivered it because he has a truck. Oh, nice. And then um, we, this other this other family on the other side of town, they bought some things, and then I got a message from them later, like a few hours later. "Thank you so much. My son just absolutely loves this." So I feel like it was not only did I do what I needed to do with this stuff, but it was really rewarding. Well, and even
0: at <laughs> it was so crazy, but in Maine,
1: Maine only gets a statewide Craigslist. Right.
0: So then you're like, oh, that looks like what I want. Oh, it's in Biddeford, which is three hours. From, right. You know, and right. you don't want to drive down there. Whereas with Facebook Marketplace, it's sort of like, this is all near you. And I think it even knows, like, your address. Because some things will be like, this is really close. It
1: alerts you. <laughs> yeah. See, because I've actually completely ignored it. I've never considered doing it. But- yeah. I I and it's so easy to post something, yeah. Because of course you know all the pictures are on your phone anyway, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And you know how many people use Facebook, so it just right. makes sense. And so I posted all this stuff to Craigslist too, but I didn't have any I will, response. I will say Dave tried to sell his truck on Facebook Marketplace uh, and got
0: some didn't get a good response and sold it through Craigslist. Like the guy, mm. he when he finally put it on Craigslist, that's who bought it, and it was a great transaction.
1: Maybe vehicles yeah. aren't quite, yeah. So maybe don't post I think it is kind of a newer thing. I mean, I don't know anyone who's ever used it. Yeah. Facebook Marketplace. Anyway, so. loving Facebook Marketplace. I actually had stuff on the side of the road that I brought in <laughs> and posted in one of the things that I would put on the side. Because after it was, I got so many pings so quickly, I post something 30 seconds later. One thing I posted, 30 seconds later, I had 20 inquiries. Wow. I was like, whoa. So I told James, oh, go get that stuff on the side of the road. I'm going to see. So I posted something that I had had on the side of the road. And no joke, I had seventeen people who wanted it. Wow. And I sold it quickly. So I was cracking up. I'm like, all right, anyway, Facebook Marketplace is awesome. So. You should.
0: Mine so mine today is actually comes because it was the HGTV thing, which is sort of this is actually both of these are very HGTV-ish. Yeah. Minimalist lifestyle. And mine is from my bathroom renovation. So it's I when we redid the bathroom, my brother-in-law is a plumber, and so I got some ideas from him, and so our old shower and everything was just old and dark. It was just gross and I hated it and I'm so glad it's gone. But when I put in the new shower, I put in a shower head and then I did a hand shower on a bar, adjustable. I wish I did that. So Why didn't I you-
1: ask you? You should have asked me. Because now good. the dog. How do you clean a dog?
0: Now, well, just wait. Oh. It gets better. Oh, gosh. So when I did it. I And not knowing because we, you know, we do have in the past gone back and forth. Do we sell? Do we stay? What do we do? What do we do? What do we do? And so finally I was like, look, if we ever sold, this house would be, a family would want it because of the neighborhood, because of the size. So let's make the bathroom as family friendly as possible. So I did like lots of little things. But one of the things that I did is on that hand shower, the hand shower that I picked out is by Delta Faucet and it's called the Temp 2.0 Faucet. Mm-hmm. And so, or hand shower. So when you turn it on, there's a thermostat in it, a oh. thermometer, and so it shows you the water temperature. Oh. So our old shower had the two knobs that you had to balance. Yeah. And so my older daughter hated trying to take a shower because – and and you're know, like, you got to nudge it this way, you got to nudge it that way. Oh, someone just flushed. Now it's cold. So our <laughs> new plumbing was all fixed so that there was a thermostat. So you never – you can flush, you can do whatever. You never get the, you know, hot or cold water shock. But also – she knows that she likes it at 101. So she can turn on the shower, and she just watches the thing until it stops at 101, and then she knows it's the right temperature for her. Ooh. I, and I love it at, like, 115, which is a max. I'm a super hot shower person. So am I.
1: I burn, I get out, and my skin's
0: Actually, when they first, when they installed it and we came back, I was like, something is wrong with this, and I called my brother-in-law, and they had, there's a thing you can do inside the thing to temper it and so i was like no i need this at max hot ability because that's what i like yeah so so and the other thing is that it has a button it has like seven spray patterns and so it's really nice for that and the so i'm recommending this even though our first one after like six months the button stopped working you couldn't like Uh cycle through so i my brother-in-law was like call delta because they have excellent customer service so i went on their website Filled it out. I bought this six months ago. It doesn't work. They sent me a new one immediately, so quickly that I didn't get a chance to tell them what color I wanted to replace it. So I actually have one that's, actually I have one if you, oh, you don't have a hand shower. But anyway, so they uh-huh. sent me one that was like bronze and RLR our stuff is chrome. So I said, I'm sorry, it was actually chrome. No problem here. They sent me another one. Oh my gosh. The second one, actually, the button failed and I emailed them again. I'm like, look, I love this thing so much. I will send back this if it helps you figure out what the problem is because they shouldn't fail this quickly. And they shouldn't. And like, we've done a few redesigns. Here's a, another one. So I bought one. They've sent three replacements. One was a color one. It's still in the package, but the other two. And the other one seems to be going fine so far. But I'm totally confident that if this one broke, I could email and say, yep, it happened again. And, they, and I mean, we're not beating it or doing anything crazy with it. It's just a button that gets a, it gets weird and fails after a while their customer service has been awesome and so I know so it sounds weird to say I love this product you should buy it even though it failed on me twice but it's so great for kids so the other thing because it's on the bar we could set it to be a kid height shower
1: oh wow so we have
0: like the adult size shower and then we can put it down to have the kid height shower I gotta check
1: this out well we're gonna we're gonna do some minor updates to our upstairs bathroom you gotta do this and so I might do I think I will because our dog we have a dog now she's a golden doodle and she needs to have a lot of baths. Mm-hmm. And it's such a pain. I to try to bathe her with a cup. Because oh, that's what God. we're doing. And then James is like, why well, didn't we get a hand and this sprayer? this like,
0: Content and <laughs> the content versus screaming. Yeah. I feel like by the time I can afford the things that make my life easier, my kids are just on the verge of outgrowing. Isn't that that always the case
1: with everybody? But you have a
0: you have a dog. So you would find this you would find it totally valuable. And I think if we ever do our dancers bathroom thing, that I would probably even forgo the shower head and just do the bar with the adjustable hand shower because because I could see that bathroom being the one where you would rinse off the mop or right you know, almost like a utility shower as well as a person shower right so that is my favorite things so I love that this is a little bit longer one of the things that we found is that in our conversation sometimes we felt like we were trying to get by trying to stick to 30 minutes it was cutting off some of the things we wanted to say so I feel like this went a little bit more like how it, long was to it say. 45 minutes.
1: Yeah, well, we also didn't have to talk about anything too heavy today. Right, it was fun. That was easy, yeah.
0: (laughs) So I hope hope, uh, that you don't mind. Oh, and also, we have an email if you want to email us a question. You can also message us on Facebook, but our email is balancingchaospodcast at gmail.com. And you can find us at uh, balancingchaospodcast.com. And you can check us out on Facebook at Facebook slash balancingchaos and on Twitter it's balancing underscore cats you can find us everywhere so if you have any questions or any topics you want us to talk about or anything you want yes. us to tackle we idea. would love to hear from you so thank you thank have you. a great week bye
1: bye